around you, they'll follow you. There are a lot of men who didn't fight. I've been around. All over. Under General Atchison, wasn't it? I never heard of nothing like it. Yeah? Yeah, I was in the war. But it's all over, and the sooner everybody forgets about it, the better. It was with infinite complacency people went to and fro about their little affairs, serene in the assurance of their dominion over this small spinning fragment of solar driftwood, which by chance or design humans have inherited out of the dark mystery of time and space. In the 18th year of the 21st century came the great disillusionment. It was near the end of October. The Connors were back on television without Roseanne. Retail giant Sears and Kmart were choking on their own entrails. The U.S. political news cycle of mudslinging and violent acts continued, prefacing a rigged election that could go in any direction. And on this particular evening, October 30th, the Nelson Service estimated that 32 million people were listening to Radio Flom. You're listening to Radio Flom. Tonight, we take you to the Meridian Room of the Hotel Marshall in downtown Sacramento, where you will be entertained by the music of Mars and her orchestra. Five minutes past 12 midnight. Sacramento, the heart of California, and around the world. Genuine Modern Radio. Radio Flom. Good evening from the Meridian Room in the Hotel Marshall in downtown Sacramento. We bring you the music of Mars and her orchestra. We lead off with We Don't Talk About This.
interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Flom Radio News Desk. At 11.30 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, Professor Huddleston of the Cameron Park Observatory in Placerville, California, reports several explosions occurring at regular intervals on the planet Mars. The spectroscope indicates the gas to be hydrogen and moving toward the Earth with enormous velocity. And what a coincidence. We now return you to the music of Mars, playing for you in the meridian room of the Marshall Hotel situated in downtown Sacramento. Following up, the Government Meteorological Bureau has requested the large observatories of the country to keep an astronomical watch on any further disturbances occurring on the planet Mars. Due to the unusual nature of this occurrence, we have arranged an interview with noted astronomer Professor Brett DeBoer, who will give us his views on the event. In a few moments, we will take you to the Cameron Park Observatory in Placerville, California. We return you now to the music of Mars and her orchestra. now ready to take you to the Cameron Park Observatory where our correspondent Milk Surface will interview Professor Brett DeBoer, famous astronomer. We take you now to Placerville, California. Good evening, everyone. This is Milk Surface, speaking to you from a random bar in downtown Placerville. It's Placerville! 
Apparently they wouldn't let us into the actual observatory even though I have my genuine laminated flan press pass. So here I am talking with Fred. So Fred, have you heard what's the newest news? Hmm? Oh yes, no, the, I hear the puppy killer is still out there on the streets of Klamath Falls. Dark, troubling times indeed. Anyways. So here's the latest. C can you turn that up? And the eyewitness news team. 12.15 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Seismograph registered shock of an earthquake 3.5 on the Richter scale, occurring within a radius of 20 miles of Galt. Please investigate. Signed, Captain Dunsell, Chief of Space Force, United States. <laughs> I like to cast a party the way I cast a play with very special people, and the champagne was equally special. Paul Masson, a premium California champagne of impeccable taste. We will sell no wine before it's time. Hey Fred, that sounds pretty important. So, uh, cool. Well, it looks like uh, the local news is covering that. Uh, what are you drinking, Fred? Uh, barkeep. I'm gonna have uh, what Fred's having here. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, Here's the latest bulletin from Radio Flom. Professor Button of SCC reports observing a total of three explosions on the planet Mars between the hours of 10.45 p.m. and 11.40 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Now, nearer to home, comes a special announcement from my own California. It is reported that at 12.15 a.m., a huge flaming object believed to be a meteorite fell on Preston Castle, completely decimating a bunch of photo shoots and two motion pictures that were being filmed there. A local fashion influencer reports, Oh my god, this is not how I expected the day to go! This may cause me to take a break from posing for a while on my end. Also, if you want my moisturizer, remember, the sale ends Friday! The flash in the sky was visible within a radius of several hundred miles, and the noise of the impact was heard as far north as Cape Sheridan the northeastern tip of Ellesmere Island, on the shore of the ice-covered Lincoln Sea. We have dispatched a special mobile unit to the scene, and we'll have our correspondent Milk Surface give you a description as soon as he can reach there from Placerville. In the meantime, we take you back to the Hotel Marshall in Sacramento, where Mars and her orchestra are wondering why all the red recording lights went off. I don't know what they're doing. Like, this podcast is a total mess. They asked me to record shit. I don't even know what it's about. I haven't even listened to it once yet. Well, kinda. Bunch of jackoffs, if you ask me. I just wanted to listen to myself on air. Oh, shit. Wait, what? Oh, we're back. Um, here's more from Mars.
now take you to Ione, California. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Milk's Surface again at what appears to be the remains of Preston Castle. Fred and myself made the 11 miles from Placerville in about 10 minutes. Fred, you drive like a maniac. <laughs> so I didn't know how to drive. I think I can't get you there in less than two minutes. Who do you think you're talking to? Well, I, I I hardly know where to begin to paint for you a word picture of the strange scene before my eyes, like something out of a modern Arabian Nights, a reference not even I understand. I mean, I just got here. I haven't had a chance to really look around. I, I guess that's it. Yes, I guess that's the, the thing directly in front of me. It's half buried in a vast pit. It, it must have struck with terrific force. The ground is covered with splinters of trees that must have struck on its way down. And like the hospital beds of Preston Castle. What I can see of the object itself doesn't look very much like a meteor. More like... A mason jar. Now I know mason jars are trending, but this is beyond the hashtag. It has a diameter of... Well, Fred, what, what would you say? Huh? What's that? What would you say, what, what would you say the diameter is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's a diameter? Never really understood my jokes. About 30 yards or so. Well, I've never seen anything like it. Well, you know, except a mason jar. Uh, the color is sort of a bluish white, and it's like there's a candle inside. Like at the park when you put candles in mason jars. You know the things I'm talking about. It seems as though people are now pressing close to the object, even though the police have now arrived via tank and are in full riot gear. It looks like they want to fight or something. Uh, they're now getting in front of my line of vision. Uh, would you mind standing to one side, please? the sheet here. Move along, move along.
Oh, oh goodness, the, the police are pulling out fire hose. Oh, they're hosing people down right now. What is going on here? It seems as though Fred is now compelled to touch the thing. And he's now fighting one of the cops making his way down. <laughs> he never really seemed like the type to have it in him. Now, there's, there's something I haven't mentioned amidst all the chaos of everything that's going on. But maybe you have caught it yourselves. It's becoming more and more distinct. But just listen. Right there. Do you hear it? It's a curious humming sound that seems to come from the object itself. I'll, I'll try to move closer. Just... Now, we're not more than 25 feet away. Can you hear it now? Oh, oh my god. Something's happening. The, the top is beginning to rotate like a lid on a mason jar. Really? Is it just a mission check? Are you kidding? Okay. Look! The damn things are screwing! Keep back! Keep those idiots back! The top's loose! Look out! Oh, what? <laughs> This is the most terrifying thing I've ever witnessed. Wait, wait a minute. Something's crawling out of the hollow top. Someone or something. peering out of the black hole two luminous discs are they eyes it might be a face it might be good heavens something's wiggling out of the shadow like a snake from Harry Potter you know the Baskalis. And now another one, and another. They look like tentacles. There I can see the thing's body. It's large, large like Rush Limbaugh's opinion. And it glistens like wet leather or a pickle. A pickle in a mason jar. How befitting. 
But that face, it, oh my goodness. I, I can hardly force myself to keep looking at it, but my sacrifice for you is here as I peer into the eyes that are as red as a Marvel villain. The mouth is V-shaped with saliva dripping from rimless lips that seem to quiver and pulsate. The monster, whatever it is, can hardly move. It seems weighed down by possibly gravity or something else. But nonetheless, the thing's rising up. Ladies and gentlemen, due to operating difficulties, there's been an interruption. bringing you an eyewitness account of what's happening on the now former site of Preston Castle, Ione, California. We now return you to Milk Surface. Are you kidding me? Martians? Am I? Oh. Here I am, behind of the beat-up Chevy that has tires piled around it, but it seems as safe as anything. From here I can see the whole thing, and I'll give you every detail as long as I can, but I really want to get out of here. This Radio Flam thing's been cool, but this just isn't what I signed up for. It seems as though more police have arrived. The CHP, it's almost like a giant army. Cops and a bunch of tanks, battering rams, riot gear, helmets, and a bunch of speakers. Wow, the cops have brought their own music. This is unreal. Wait something's happening. A shape is rising out of the pit. It's strange and distorted. Like the twin from Basket Case. Another reference I don't get. I can make out a small beam of light against the mirror. What is that? Oh, I, I guess it's a laser. That makes sense. There's a laser from the mirror, and it hits the head on. Oh, it's on fire. This is... Now the whole area is caught on fire. Great. Just what California means. I guess we'll get another punch on the wildfire card. Another wildfire in California? The trees, the barns. All oh, the humanity and all the fans. 
It's coming this way, about 20 yards to my right. Ladies and gentlemen, due to circumstances beyond our control, we are unable to continue the broadcast from Preston Castle. However, we will return to that point at the earliest opportunity. In the meantime, here's more music. Ladies and gentlemen, I've just been handed a message that came in from Preston Castle by telephone. Just a moment. At least 100 people lie dead in a field east of the village. Their bodies burned and distorted beyond all possible recognition. Army reservists are now on the scene. So is the Navy. Why, why the hell the Navy? We'll have more information as all this unfolds. Radio Flom. Almost modern, beyond modern. The big question is, why? Because Carter's Little Liver Pills offer help in these two effective ways. One, they help relieve irregularity in an efficient, thorough, yet gentle manner. Two... Usually, within a half hour after taking them, Carter's little liver pills wake up the flow of a very important digestive juice. Lots of folks have answered the question successfully by taking Carter's little liver pills. We're back, and I have a very important announcement to make. Ridiculous as it may seem... Those strange beings who landed in the farmlands tonight appeared to be a vanguard of an invading army from the planet Mars. The battle which took place tonight at Preston Castle has ended in one of the most startling defeats ever suffered in modern times. 7,000 troops armed with rifles and machine guns pitted against a single fighting machine that pops out of a mason jar. Are you fucking serious? We've got fucking hipster aliens. What do they do? They just... There's, oh, what humanity got? Pinterest? Jesus Christ. <clears throat> 120 known survivors. The rest strewn over the battle area from Ione to Lodi, crushed and trampled to death under metal feet like the Star Wars at ats or killed by its laser thing. The monster is now in control of Fresno and has effectively cut the state through its center. Communication lines are down from Nevada to the Atlantic Ocean. Cities all over the United States are burnt and buckled, and it looks like similar mason jars have landed from New York to Dallas. Highways to the north, south, and west are clogged with frantic human traffic, with really nowhere to go. Mexico isn't letting us in now, is it? At this time, martial law prevails throughout the country, and Detroit and a few areas of New Jersey... 
We now cut to a special broadcast on the national emergency from Washington. Have gathered strength and spread to every region of the planet. The American people are strong and resilient, and they will emerge from these hardships more determined than ever before. Fortunately, the United States has done very well. Our military will soon be the strongest with the most destructive weapons known to humanity. But each day also brings news of growing dangers that threaten everything we cherish and value. Democrats oppose any effort to secure our border. And wait till you see what we're doing with our border over the next few weeks. Everything is perfect, and they don't get in, but other people just march right in. It will not happen. You watch. It won't happen. We can't let it happen. Those who violate our laws and cross our borders illegally will be sent back home quickly. And we tell them that because they've got a long hike, but they can't come. They cannot come in the way they want to come in. Doesn't work that way. We don't have borders, we don't have a country, and we have the greatest country on Earth, okay? And because our politicians are weak, stupid, taken care of by lobbyists, special interests, CNN, you talk about dishonesty. It's called the Clinton, wait, it's called the Clinton News Network, CNN. She has no clue about what we're talking about. Folks, she has no clue. She has no clue. Crooked Hillary. Economic freedom. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. You knew it a long time ago, but when our country is assaulted, they've got to stop. And we'll get it done. But wait till you see what happens over the next couple of weeks. You're going to see a very secure border. And the military is ready. They're all set. They're all set. Eight Army bombers in engagement with enemy tripod machines over Jersey Flats. Engines incapacitated by heat ray. All crashed. One enemy machine destroyed. Enemy now discharging heavy black smoke in direction. TX421, why aren't you at your post? TX421, do you copy? Looks like we got another bad cop. New York, New Jersey. This is New York, New Jersey. Warning. Poisonous black smoke pouring in from Jersey marshes. Reaches South Street. Gas masks useless. Urge population to move into open spaces. Automobiles use routes 7, 23, 24. Avoid congested areas. Smoke now spreading over, over Raymond Boulevard.
2X2L, calling CQ. 2X2L, calling CQ. 2X2L, calling 8X3R. Come in, please. This is 8X3R, coming back at 2X2L. How's reception? How's reception? Okay, please. Where are you? 8X3R, what's the matter? Where are you? The number you have reached is not inserted in area code 212. Please check the number and dial again. we actually had air raid sirens, but we do. And someone figured out how to use them. I love living in a government-run town. Estimated in the last two hours, three million people have moved out along the roads to the north, and 99 is still kept open for motor traffic. Avoid bridges. They're hopelessly jammed. Don't head into the Sacramento Delta. You're just gonna get lost. All communication with San Francisco closed 10 minutes ago. No more defenses. Our army is wiped out. Artillery, Air Force, everything wiped out. This may be the last broadcast. We'll stay here to the end. are all jammed. Wait a minute. Enemy. Now in sight above the causeway. Five, five machines. Now they're lifting their metal hands. This is the end now. Smoke comes out. Black smoke drifting over the city. People in the streets see it now. They're running towards Alkali Flats. Thousands of them dropping like rats. Oh, now the smoke's spreading faster. It's reached Pancake Circus. People trying to run away from it, but it's no use. They're falling like flies. Now the smoke's crossing I Street. J Street. 
100 yards away. It's 50 feet. X2L, calling CQ. 2X2L, calling CQ. 2X2L, calling CQ. New York, is there anyone on the air? Is there anyone on the air? Is there anyone? 2X2L. Listening to a Radio Flom 80th anniversary presentation of Milk Surface and the Mercury Cleaners on the air in an original dramatization of the War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells, adapted by Howard A. Koch and Orson Welles, October 30th, 1938. The performance will continue after a brief intermission. Because right now, a bunch of locals who think this is a real broadcast are here banging on the studio glass. So... We have to change things up really quick because we forgot how Americans are susceptible to short soundbite propaganda, fake news, and discussing Mars all the time so we can live there and shit.
This is Radio Flom. You've just heard Malcolm Bliss. And here is Milk Surface. As I take down all these notes on paper, I'm rattled by the thought that I may be the last living person on Earth. I've been hiding in this empty house near Rancho Moretta, a small island of daylight cut off by the black smoke from the rest of the world. Quickly approaching me is the mother of fear and mystery, nighttime. And while that voice sounded the solitude, the desolation, had been endurable by virtue of it, Rancho Moretta had still seemed alive, and the sense of life about me had upheld me. At one point, I ran into someone who wanted us to all live in the gold mines, eating waffles because they had a waffle iron, and you know, waffles are okay. And we had opened a bottle of Paul Mason champagne to celebrate, and we ate waffles, and I don't remember much after that. I wonder if the Martians call themselves Martians, or they call themselves something else. Like, we've called things that would live on Mars Martians, but do they call themselves Martians? I wonder. What do they call themselves when they are taking a handful of people and bashing them against the side of buildings? Do they think, I'm a Martian and I'm killing these non-Martians? Do they even see us as humans? As men or women or others or some other weird thing? They Do they use words they invented for us? Are we pigeons? Pigeons that don't fly? There is suddenly a change, the passing of something. I knew not what, and then a stillness that could be felt. Nothing but this gaunt quiet. Before the dawn, my courage returned, and while the stars were still in the sky, I turned once more towards Lone. I made my way among the streets, and I saw, down a long avenue, there was one of the Martians' killing machines, motionless. And how comes the strangest thing in my story, and yet perhaps is not altogether strange? Suddenly, my eyes were attracted to the immense flock of black birds that hovered directly above me, then below me. They circled to the ground, and there before my eyes, stark and silent, laid the Martians, with the hungry birds pecking and tearing down shreds of flesh from their dead bodies. Later, when their bodies were examined in the laboratories, it was found that they were killed by overexposure. Their systems, their minds, they are not prepared for the onslaught of the thoughts, ideas, and outright stupidity of the human species. Like a computer on Star Trek that Captain Kirk has tricked into self-destructing, the Martians couldn't handle us. Our pictures on Instagram, duets on TikTok, our status updates on Facebook, and all of the angry tweets, and the influencers. All of the influencers. The Martians had no idea how to dress for conquering the Earth, but then again, who really does? The hatred in all the comment sections on messaging boards everywhere got to them, especially posts about the local news, which really should have been better moderators. 
it was our illogic, our ideas, or lack thereof, our ability to be led by someone who's as lost as we are that really did the Martians in. It's strange to see young people stealing smartphones from abandoned cars, wearing t-shirts that say, Martians are not my enemy, as if it was all a cruel joke, as Martians' rights are debated with blunder. To see the new spring grass healing over the scars of what was once Arden Fair Mall. It's strange to watch the sightseers enter the Golden One Center, as they pass by the dismantled parts of Martian machines, now kept on public view, next to the Jeff Koons thing. Strange when I recall the time when I first saw it, bright and clean-cut, hard and silent, under the dawn of the last great day. I also remember the first time I saw the Martian killing machines, too. Almost as scary as the Koons sculpture. Tonight, Radio Flom and its affiliated coast-to-coast ship-to-ship around the world streaming services have brought you an 80th anniversary totally Flomist edition of Orson Welles, War of the Worlds, by H.G. Wells, the fifth in our weekly series of broadcasts. Next week, we present our Yeehaw Political Show. From Sacramento, the heart of California, and around the world. This has been Radio Flom, recorded live before a studio. Contributors this week in order were Steve Mahalo, Yanni Soto, Mars, Chelsea Dawn, Jason Spires, Milk Surface, Chad Andre, Margot Bennett, Brandy Rovito, Jessica Dupree, Julia Ligretti, Thomas Fritchie. Cabrina Robinson, Luke Nunn, Jeannie Mahalo, Malcolm Bliss, Nicholas Biontech, Kid OK. Also featured were announcers Jason Spires, Cliff Allen, and Audrey Daggett. Radio Flom is produced by Steve Mahalo, Devin Parks Cloutier, and Milk Surface. As himself. Theme music by Chelsea Davis. Sound design and engineering by Steve Mahalo. Radio Flom is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. However, recordings of contributors or guests of Radio Flom are still protected under international copyright law. Radio Flom contains features for review opinion, critique, and or artistic transformation, and may contain adult content and nudity. Want to be featured on Radio Flom? Drop us a note at www.flom.us slash
contact. Flom is a modern art game app, art history resource, faux historical art movement that uses new media to generate interest in art history and education. Flom is an online connection art history, music, and beyond through Tumblr, Instagram, and other social medias. We are all Flomist. You can be too. Donations graciously accepted at patreon.com flomus. We are at Flomus on most social medias. Flom is sometimes explained, but usually not. This is Cliff Allen saying thank you for listening, and if you've enjoyed this podcast, do something about it. Yeah, yeah, pain. Pain, yeah, lots of pain. Yeah. So, what were you just saying about the Martians? Or the aliens? Oh, oh, if, um, if the aliens wanted to destroy us and they came to visit, they see us in our present condition, I think they simply let us be. So I listened to Radio Flom to hear the community calendar. And there is no community calendar. I wasted my whole day. Guess I'll just go to sleep now, feeling hollow with deception.